Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World. And today we're going to save the high seas. I can't do it. I don't have epaulets on my shirt. I, uh, I've, I've piloted a boat a few times, maybe a 20-foot runabout, but never a 700-foot super yacht. Uh, Captain Sandy from Below Deck Mediterranean is one of the most phenomenal and impressive people you will ever meet. Her life journey has taken so many turns and she literally started out in the maritime industry from the bottom up on the bottom of a boat. Uh, you know, spackling barnacles, chipping barnacles off of giant boats. And then she learned how to be a yachty. She went to sea school and eventually she became a captain of some of the most impressive vessels on the high seas. She has been all over the world. She's gone for months at a time and she has gone through hell to reach the very top of her industry Captain Sandy, welcome to Kennedy Saves the World. Oh my gosh, thank you. And so you ran a 20-foot runabout? Yeah. That's, I know, that's I was pretty a 20-foot awesome. runabout on Lake Washington. You know, that's a pretty big boat. It's not big, but it's fun. Oh uh, yeah, they're fun, but all, you have to know how to navigate to yes. drive it. Yes, you have to learn how to, you know, because boats don't have brakes. That's right. It's the first thing you learn. <laughs> Did you hit the dock? A few times. Yeah. I hit the dock with a jet ski for sure. Um, but I was always pretty good at, you know, you talk about sometimes you have to use the wind and go in the opposite direction of where you want to go in order to get there. That's right. I love that you remember that. Yes. I never really knew that my crew member paid attention to that. But when the wind is pushing against you, sometimes you have to go the opposite way because the wind's harder than the boat can maneuver and it actually sets you on the dock gently. What are you known best for as a captain? Not just on below deck, but but as a captain. Delegating. <laughs> Interesting. No, I think delegating is an art, actually. No, I think what people know best about me is my leadership style. Like, I'm a kind leader. I'm not, I'm not a hammer. I uh, treat people how I want to be treated. And I think they like my docking skills. Yeah, your docking skills are legendary, speaking of which. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff in the book, which it's really smart because it's laid out for people, because people in leadership positions, they're always looking for more information. They're always looking uh, for ways to improve, no matter what it is. Like That's right. if, if you're running a company, uh, if you're in the military, if you're a doctor and you're at a teaching hospital, you're always looking for ways to improve what you do. And it comes down to a word uh, that that you encapsulate really well in the book, and that is teachable. To remain teachable is such a critical skill as a leader. When did you realize that? Well, for me, when I got sober, um, I was always told, you don't know, we know more, just sit and listen. And that's what I did. And as I grew in yachting, I realized 
I want to learn. I want to continue learning. And I think when people remain teachable, because you can learn things from people who are your, uh, in, you know, who are under you. Mm-hmm. Um, I rally my team just like Colin Powell did, just like so many other people did. Like you bring in their information, you garner all that information and you take what you need, you use it and you empower your team to feel like they're a part of something greater than what they're signed up for. And I think when you do that, and and for me, remaining teachable, you you succeed. You know, to succeed, to you don't lead with greed because you won't succeed. To succeed, you need to lead with compassion mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, listen to your people. I want to get to know people. I sit down in below deck bed. I make a point to go downstairs and eat with my crew. And I do that not because I want to have dinner with them. I do it because I want to get to know them. And I ask questions about them so I get to know who's on the boat with me. Who are these people? I want them to know that I'm invested in them because my expectation of them is very high. And I want them to know that I'm there, that I want to know who they are while I take them out to sea and have an expectation. Okay, so let's talk about some of the yachties on the boat because it is a reality show and it's interesting because people who are drawn to that life, they're different. You know, we're, it's like we're different. Yeah. Like bird people are, are different people. That's right. You know, but but those who are drawn to open water for months at a time, you know, sometimes it's solitude. Sometimes you don't have anchors on dry land and you're you're trying to escape that by exploring the world. Some people want to be in nature, but it, it is a different type of personality. And, you know, it's funny because you see the people on the show and human nature is obviously a big part of it. People get attracted to people. Some people are lazy and they try to put off work on other people. Other people don't like being criticized and that can make them a pain in the ass to manage. So when you find new people for the boat, how much is it that, you know, this person will have a great personality for reality TV or, you know, Captain Sandy going, this is someone who has a skill set that I will be able to rely on if I see pirates. You know, I love that you recognize, Kennedy, that we're a different type of personality. People who work on boats is a different breed. I always said we need a whole psychological, you know, assessment of people who crew on boats because it's almost like we're the drifters and we're just trying to find our way and we end up together on a boat. Years ago, that's what it was like. And then we go, wow, we can be part of a team because you start feeling like you're a part of something. I think a lot of people, crew members that show up on boats, feel a little lost in life and think, "Why? let me step on this boat and see where it takes me. And over the years, yachting has got a lot more professional and I was one of those people, you know, so then you go, wow, this is a real career. I feel like I'm a, you know, a real team member. It isn't like you're a, a team on a football team or tennis team. This is a bunch of misfits that come together on a boat that form this friendship and sometimes relationships. And we go on this journey together and then we're earning money and they go, wow, I can earn money. I can see the world. I can learn different languages. And and by the time they finish, they become part of a team and they walk away, you know, like like they've accomplished something, which they have. And the same for me. When I stepped on a boat, I was kind of lost a little. Someone invested in me. And next thing you know, I found this career and I'm like, wow, I can advance. I can be a captain. And I became a captain. Yeah, and and you're an amazing captain, and you don't realize what goes into it until 
you read the book because there really there are so many different types of life or death situations, you know, but you talk about being tossed around and, you know, it's like we can't predict the weather with all these satellites and everything else. But you're having to look up in the heavens and figure out where you're going yeah. sometimes by starlight. I know you've got incredible navigation tools and uh, you are well versed in all of this stuff, but there's so much against you. But you make the point that no matter what happens, no matter what happens mechanically, no matter what happens with the weather, you got people paying a million dollars a week in some instances, and you have to show them a good time. That's right. And you, you know, and you, you know, I always say to the crew, it's easy to do a good job when everything's going your way. It's fun to be happy. It's like, yes, everything's working. When it starts falling apart is when we really need to show up. And that's where you, your character is built if it isn't already there. And that's what defines you on a on a boat or even in a role leading a company. It's when Things start falling apart. Maybe you're not meeting your quotas or whatever it is. That's when you stand up and show up even more with a great attitude. How hard is that? On board, that is the biggest part of my job is keeping the morale going. You know, back in the days to say, go count your cash under your pillow because that's why you signed up. <laughs> yeah. Don't be whining to me that you've been working really hard because that's why you signed up. Um, there's that. I lead with compassion, but I also have a little bit of tough love. And uh, it's a great industry. I love it. Um, I feel so blessed because Bravo put this show on television. It's showing millions of Americans that they, too, can work in this industry. Mm -hmm. We have a deficit of crew. Please come in. Join us. Learn. It is, it's not what everything you see on TV. It's hard work. You're not going to go out to eat every night and have these lavish meals. You're going to work and you're going to earn your money. And that mutual respect happens because each other does their job. It's really cool. I feel so honored. And, and then to have this book to tell these stories, because I got some stories. Uh, your stories are unbelievable because before you got sober, I didn't realize that you had been in and out of rehab from the time you were a teenager. And, you know, you, you say that you got really good at con and you much preferred rehab to jail. That's right. Because rehab uh, had comfortable beds and, you know, people who cared about your feelings. Jail did not. Jail was, was much pointier and much sharper and a harder place and harder to sleep. All right, we got more of this interview after this. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox & Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. So you learned to talk the talk, but then, you know, and it took a few trips. And it's interesting because you didn't have that moment that so many people who have not achieved sobriety assume you have to have, which is like hitting bottom. I feel like you hit bottom a bunch of times, but when you actually got sober, it wasn't because of something terribly dramatic. Right. That's that's true. I was just I had that some shift in me where I just wanted to stay sober more than I wanted to drink. But I want to share this. The mad skill set that you learn how to manipulate on the streets and figure out how to navigate the systems is the skill set that so many people bring into the workplace. And that's why I say to the employer, invest in these people. If you change, help change their life and get them on that path, they will, their skill set's going to be far superior than someone who's just stepped out of college. Yes. I guarantee it. And the loyalty you're going to have is tenfold. And that's what happened with me. People invested in me because I learned. I'm a great negotiator. I am good at finessing. I am good at 
having people see it my way when I need to, especially clients. I mean, how many times, you know, they say the client's always right, but the client isn't always right, right? So you got to say, how do you do this with finesse to say, I'm so sorry, sir, I know you paid a lot of money. We can't leave the dock because of weather. But you do the smoke and mirrors. It's like, you know, but look over here. I have this shiny thing that I want to show you a good time. We've arranged all this stuff ashore. And by tonight, we'll be off the dock or by tomorrow. And they don't Plus, even miss Cosmo a beat. and lobsters. Yeah. Uh, so I want to I want to ask you, because um, I have it on good authority, that you are one of the easier captains to work with, partly because you're sober. So number one, what is it about this job? that attracts people who drink and can you imagine yourself being hammered doing what you do no i think i would run aground because i'm you know i'm i ride the line you know i go as shallow as i can because i want to make a good tv show i also um uh you know i have that mutual respect and i think if you have that mutual respect in the workplace you you it you create this bond where they trust you. You got to have that trust. And we've done that over the years. The show, when I stepped on it was season two, we evolved together. The show, the productions evolved, the, you know, the producers, Bravo, uh, you know, in this show, we've all evolved together and we all want the same. We all have the same goal. How do we get there? And it's that mutual respect. And I'm easy because I am a, I'm a charter captain and I want to make their life easy. That's what we do. When is the uh, most recent time you encounter just horrible weather out of nowhere or at least horrible conditions? Malta, you know, on our last season, like that losing the stabilizers. I was watching that show and went, oh, my God, David, the chef could have been burned when you watch that boat lose its lost control, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's going from side to side on the bridge. I didn't feel it like I had no idea. Everything was breaking. Hot water was sliding across the stove. I had no idea. When I watched that, I was I was wow. I'm surprised this guy didn't get burned. And I've been in rough seas. I mean, you just pray the welds hold together and just keep smiling because the crew are looking to you um, to make sure that everything's okay. I can't tell you how many times I've closed my eyes and prayed and go, God, please let the welds hold together. Let me get to the next, you know, destination as the boat's, you know, systematically shutting down because the one thing boats don't do well is everything in rough seas starts moving around. All the sediment in your tank starts sloshing around and systems start shutting down. And that's when you really have to rise, keep a good attitude, let the crew see that you're calm in all of this and they stay calm and then have that clear directive and go, right, I need you to do this, this and this. And that's one thing I think the gift of sobriety has given me is I know how to manage problems really well because I was always a problem. (laughs) It's funny, but when you, when you're a problem, when you're a kid, you know, life has a way of helping you work it out because you're forced to go through so much at a young age. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when you have the gift of time and maturity, you're able to look back and, and pull things apart and put them back together. And, you know, sometimes you don't have a support system around you to do that. You have to develop your support system. And that's what you've done with your sponsors and your partner and your family and your chosen family and your steps. And, you know, it's you have a great deal of security that you've built in your life where a less secure person would have a hard time doing what you're doing. But like you say, you've earned all those stripes 
on your epaulets. Like y- you have yeah. been through so much and it's it's really an incredible story. And I think people just get a glimpse of it. That's why I hope they read your book. Sandy has a book called Be the Calm or Be the Storm. And, you know, for one person to have been through the things that she's been through and emerge with this incredibly positive attitude and, you know, the sense that something amazing is about to happen. Let's get on the boat and go find it. Yeah. I mean, and to be able to be on a TV show, like getting that phone call from Nadine is like, hey, I met someone that says you're a captain. I Googled you. You want to be on the show? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. It might hurt my career. And then I thought to myself, why not? It kind of like landed in my lap. And one thing led to another. I get on the show and it's this journey that's taken me in a completely different direction. You have no idea the impact you have on people's lives when you just show up and do your job. No idea. And that's what I've been doing. And I get a lot of messages from fans saying, oh, my God, you're a great leader. You're an inspiration. And that was the motive to writing the book. I remember once watching this woman pull out of the port. She didn't know the impact she had on my life. She'd just taken over Paul Allen's boat, mm-hmm. a 270-foot motor yacht called Medusa. It had a recording studio in it. And you two actually recorded in it. And I watched her, Captain Vicky. She drove that boat out of the harbor. And I was like, I can be like her. Like, I can, one day I want to do that. And she had no idea the impact she had on me. So who's ever listening, continue doing what you're doing because people are watching and you're inspiring, even though you don't know you are, just like Vicky did with me. Do you ever watch Deadliest Catch? And, All the time. Uh, what, do you, what do you think of that show? Like, what it's, do you think of those boats and their rough seas and trying to catch as much crab as they I can? I bet it really smells bad. I just <laughs> thought, you know, honestly, I think about, do they shower? Just a bunch of dudes. It's a bunch of dudes. I don't know. They're very, their quarters, very, very cramped. Yeah, very cramped. And I don't know. I could never, I would never choose to do that job. But wow, what courage and bravery to go out, they f- they have to fish and crab and they get their legs caught. They go underwater. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's, it's days yacht. at a time. Let me make this clear. I like my cabin. I like my nice <laughs> partese sheets. They're about, they're very expensive. And I like having a chef. You know, I like having all of that. I remember once someone said, do you, are you a sailor? I go, no, I have never sailed. I've never, I've been on a sailboat. I go, but that's like real work. (laughs) Yeah. It's like real work. You got to pull the lines. Being in the Navy. I move some throttles around. No, I'd rather have some filet mignon by starlight. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know how to navigate by stars? I, we all have to take that class. So I have taken celestial navigation. I passed the test. I would not want to be on the ocean and try to figure out how to navigate by stars. What would you rather uh, have to deal with pirates or uh, two yachties with STDs? Two yachties with STDs. All right. The pirates are pretty scary. (laughs) She can handle anything. The book is fantastic. Be the calm or be the storm. Captain Sandy on. You can see her on Bravo's Below Deck Mediterranean, the best produced show in the world. Your producer, Nadine, is... Nadine Rajavi. She is unbelievable. She is amazing. And she also has risen through the ranks to the top of her game. I'm glad you guys have found each other in this show. 
uh, your your partner Leah. I, I don't want to make it seem like you and Nadine are in a right. relationship because right. you are not. But you you have a beautiful partner, yes. a gospel singer. Uh, you dedicate the book to her. You say that she has taught you grace. Yes, she has. Um, she, and I taught her do overs. <laughs> hey, they needs say, a mulligan. hey, listen, if you want to change, get into a relationship because that that will make you change. You know what I mean? So. I, you know, it's like that mirror and communication skills. You start working on those communication skills. Leah and I have evolved and our relationship, we have pure joy. That feeling where you wake up and you're so happy to see that person that you go to bed with that same person. It's like incredible. When she goes to work, I miss her. That's a good feeling. Yes. And, uh, you know, you, you write beautifully about her in the book and what you've been through and continued success. I can't wait for uh, the next volume of the Sandy Chronicles. Thank you. So Captain Sandy on, thank you for being a part of the podcast. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. This has been Kennedy Saves the World. I'm Kennedy. For more podcasts from my friends at Fox, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.